things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to this episode of the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. I am glad you're here. Before we jump into 10 of my current favorite things, I want to tell you that my biggest Instagram challenge of the year is called One Day HH, something I've been doing for years. I believe this is the seventh year, actually, but I might have lost track. It might be longer than that. Anyway, One Day HH is coming up next week on November 15th. Friday, November 15th is when we are all going to be doing One Day HH on Instagram. What is One Day HH? I am so glad you asked. One Day HH is a one-day, hour-by-hour, day-in-the-life, document-your-day. It's a thing that thousands of people have participated in. It's just one day a year where we are all documenting what life looks like for us in this moment, and we're sharing it on social media, mostly Instagram, The focus is really on capturing a lot of details, like the stuff that usually doesn't get shared on social media, what your morning routine is like, a peek at the carpool line, show us your cubicle, what you ate for lunch, what's playing out of the speakers in your car when you drive, all of these things that add up to what a typical day looks like for you right now. And if you think this sounds like boring stuff to share, you might be shocked at what is really normal to you is super interesting to someone else who is in a different phase of life, who does their day quite differently. It's a very simple thing, showing your day hour by hour, but every single year I get emotional watching so many of us do it at once because we're all following the one day HH hashtag. And we're just seeing people live out their days, like really live out their days, not just the tiny snapshot that we usually see. It is such a beautiful thing. So reminder, One Day HH this year will be on Friday, November 15th. I will be posting more details on the 10 Things to Tell You blog and social media I might even drop a quick episode in the feed here with more details and instructions. So keep your eye out if you're curious, if you're new to this challenge. But all in all, it's very simple. All you do is document your day, 
use the hashtag, be awesome. That's it. I really hope you join us on Friday, November 15th for One Day HH. Okay, the other big announcement that I have is a little bit personal, but it also involves you. That will come at the end of my list of favorite things. It is number 10 on this list, and I am very excited about it. It's also worth mentioning that if you get my email newsletter, The Secret Posts, you already knew the date for One Day HH and for my big personal announcement because I sent that out last week to those subscribers. I always tell Secret Post subscribers everything first and everything that I don't want to talk about publicly. So if you want to go be on that list, go to 10thingstotellyou.com slash secret posts. And I'll also, of course, put a link in the show notes. At the end of this episode today, there are also listener favorite things. It's not just my favorite things. I did a call out on Instagram for listeners to send in their current favorite things, and some of those are included at the end. I always love having other voices besides my own on this show. Okay, now to my actual favorite things right now. I did my first favorite things episode back on episode 20, and on that one, I talked about pajamas and skincare and podcasts and my favorite photo editing app. You can always go listen to that episode if you missed it. I'm pretty sure everything I talk about then still applies now. I like doing these episodes, so I think that they will be a regular thing every few months. The first thing I want to talk about today, number one on my list of current favorite things is weekend retreats with friends. I'm not talking about conferences or structured work or religious retreats. I'm talking about just getting away to bond with people. Girls weekends, family weekends, in whatever way this happens, I have over and over found that time away with others is so valuable. This is top of my mind right now because I just returned from a weekend glamping, glamour camping, if you are unfamiliar with that term. It's like camping, but not. There are cabins and bathrooms and food options. Anyway, the entire second grade of my kid's school does an annual glamping trip, and we just got home. It was amazing. 40-plus families all together. You know, a lot of the parents are very busy. Parents everywhere are very busy. We don't always know one another very well. We live spread out throughout this huge city of Los Angeles. So getting away like this, even for just 36 hours, it is building a whole community of people that's really built around our kids, you know, and it's just a very special thing that we're able to do that. And I so appreciate the parents that put that together. We did not. We just attended as a family, but it really, really was a cool thing to do for our school community. And then this weekend coming up, I'm going up to the mountains for a little girls weekend with women I met on the internet eight years ago. (laughs) We were all mommy bloggers back then, and we kind of formed a little online friendship, and we started getting together annually. Fun fact, the very first time that we all got together was at my lake house 
women flew from all over the country, and we had never met face-to-face until then. Would you go to a stranger's lake house in the woods, someone you met on the internet? I think most of the women were definitely afraid they were going to be murdered. And yet here we are, still getting together nearly a decade later. It's a really fun thing. And listen, I know that leaving your life behind for a weekend for fun or bonding or whatever, that is a luxury. Not everyone can afford to do that. Money-wise, time-wise, work-wise, it is definitely something you have to plan for and allocate for. However, I am such a big believer in this for lots of reasons. Getting out of your own space, it shakes up your perspective. I think it is easier for people to bond in these isolated environments than it is in the hurry of everyday life. You will have a deeper level of intimacy with people going away with them for two nights than you ever would over like 10 dinners probably. So I like that aspect of it. It's a real connecting thing. But I also see women online avoiding this kind of weekend, hiding a little bit behind their kids or saying they couldn't possibly let their husband or partner solo parent while they went away frivolously for the weekend. And I just want to push back a little bit on that excuse. First of all, investing in friendships and in your own fun and your own spirit, that is not frivolous. These are things that sustain us. And second of all, if you have a healthy, functioning partner, I promise you that he is fully capable of solo parenting for a few days. Do not buy into any lie that says dads can't do that. Do not participate in any dynamic that says you are the only adult who is able to care for your children for a few days. Dads can dad. And again, you know, I'm talking about men who are healthy and safe. You know who I mean here. Let's not diminish their capabilities And let's not martyr ourselves on the altar of motherhood. Time away with friends can really, really fill your cup. I think it's good for everyone. Okay, that was a bit of a detour, but we are back on track. Number one of my favorite things right now is weekend retreats. Number two, I want to talk about a couple of strong women on Instagram who have been really eye-opening for me, who have really helped me see social media in a more beautiful light. The first one, I want all of you to go follow her. And by the way, I do not know her personally. There is no affiliation at all with any of these recommendations. The first one is The Bird's Papaya on Instagram. Her real name is Sarah Nicole Landry. She's posting photos of her body, after children, after weight gain, and then weight loss. And she's almost single-handedly changed how I view and think about my own body in the last six months or so, whenever it was I started following her. I cannot remember a time when I've attached so much to a body-positive message. Also, and this is key, of course, in conjunction with the photos, she's a very talented writer. Her words and captions, they just... I could almost just cry talking about it. Let me just read you one of the captions from a photo of the bird's papaya feed. This accompanies 
a collage of four photos of her in her underwear and her beautiful, real body. I used to think the shape of my nipples were weird, that my armpits weren't meant to have fat like that, that my butt looked too square, my belly button was too deep. I used to think that my hair was too thick and that my nose looked weird from the right side. I thought I would be cuter if I was shorter. I thought my one eye was awkward for squinting more than the other one when I smiled. And so it goes. Over the years, my body has changed a lot. My shape has changed. My breasts have changed. My hair has even changed. I still squint one eye a little more than the other when I smile. Change, even chosen, never brought acceptance or happiness with all the little things I felt was weird or too much. It's just that I stopped thinking about it all so much. And I started appreciating things that mattered more. Things that didn't make me feel like I was constantly falling short. I started paying attention to things like how my heart felt how my legs moved. I would appreciate more people who made me laugh, the hugs I've shared, the books that made me think, the days at the beach where our smiles meant more than our cellulite, or how unbelievably magic it is to sit with a soul that can now tell the difference between what I value and what I don't. I used to think a lot of things that I don't anymore. I guess there just wasn't enough room for all the thoughts. So I keep the good and meaningful ones and got rid of the ones that served no purpose. It's been awesome. Isn't that just, I just love it. I love what she's doing on the internet. And even though a lot of her stuff has gone viral lately, I'm sure it's at personal cost to her. There's no way that it can't be. So I don't know Sarah Nicole Landry, but I am pointing you towards her to follow today. Another person I've been following for a few years now, again, do not know her. I've never talked to her in my life. But she's just one of my favorite follows, and that is Allison Faulkner. Her handle is The Allison Show with one L. I started following Allison because she has courses and workshops about working online, branding and podcasting, that kind of thing. But then I quickly realized what a positive presence she is in general. She's gone through a lot of hard stuff since I've started following her. Actually, she got hit by a car while running and, you know, just some hard stuff, but She shows so much leadership all the time. She's so positive. She is for women without being against men. She is informative and real. She tells the truth. And then she also has a dance party. Listen, I do not have the type of energy that someone like Allison does, but I take so much from what she is putting out into the world. Again, her handle is The Allison Show. P.S. Both of these women, The Bird's Papaya and The Allison Show, have podcasts. And in some ways, like I sort of get nervous about pointing you towards someone else to listen to because podcast time is so limited, but I will never apologize or worry for sharing people who are doing great work in the world. Okay, number three. Number three involves dollars. I'm just going to tell you that right out the gate. So this one is a follow-up to episode 14, one of the most popular episodes of this show ever. It's the beauty skincare episode with Jamie Golden, where Jamie educated us on all of the things that we need to do to look 10 years younger. And listen, you guys, I took that whole thing really seriously. I've been upping my skincare game ever since. It has gotten real serious around here in my bathroom. One of the things I started with was retinol, 
which Jamie taught us is one of the most important things you can use on your face for skin cell turnover and overall brightening over time. Anyway, I started with the Target version, the Neutrogena Rapid Wrinkle Release, and I used that for about six months. I was pretty happy with it. My skin can be sensitive and a little bit fickle, and this was fine for me. It was not too much redness or flakiness. And so it happened that about the time that I was finished with my bottle of Neutrogena, I was using the oil. There's also a cream version. But around that time in August, I also happened to be in Sephora for one of their sales. And during that time, I always wander around Sephora, like with my phone in one hand, Googling and reading reviews while I'm also standing in the store. And somehow, some way, I don't know, I ended up with this Sunday Riley, that's the brand, Sunday Riley Power Couple Kit. It's called Power Couple. And by that, they mean it's a retinol and lactic acid duo. You can buy these two items separately, but I bought them in this pack. The retinol is called Luna Sleeping Night Oil. Now, it is blue. Don't let that scare you. It also smells a little weird, but so did the Neutrogena. I don't mind the smell, but I'm just telling you it's there. You put that on a clean, dry, ready-to-go-to-bed face. And then you follow it up with a pump from the bottle of Good Jeans. Now, I had heard of Sunday Riley Good Jeans. It's an all-in-one lactic acid treatment. It's creamy like a moisturizer, and I've seen tons of people swear by it, but I had never used it. Anyway, the point is, I've been using this duo at night before bed, and it is awesome. My skin looks so good in the morning. It's smoother, brighter, makeup goes on better. It's $85 for the duo, for both of them together. It is definitely an upgrade from the Neutrogena. And I would not advise jumping into the skincare black hole without doing some research and starting with drugstore brands to sort of see how your skin tolerates some of this stuff in general. But I also could not go one more minute without telling you about it. It has been I think my favorite beauty find of the year so far, I fully plan to buy full-size bottles of each of the Luna Night Oil and the Good Gene Lactic Acid because I love them that much. For the record, though it's not officially on the favorite things list, I just feel like I should round out the skincare thing really quickly. I'm also using Drunk Elephant Sea Firma in the mornings. And then, of course, regular moisturizers and face washes and all of that stuff. I change some of that stuff out pretty regularly. But the real magic, the real power, I believe, is happening in the Sunday Riley Power Couple Duo of Luna Sleeping Night Oil and Good Jeans, followed by the Drunk Elephant Sea Firma in the morning. All of these will be linked in the show notes, FYI. There are so many deodorant brands and products out there that it can take a lot of work to keep them all straight. But have you ever wondered if there could be one deodorant product for your whole body? Say hello to Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. 
My favorite part about Lumi deodorant is that it's baking soda and paraben-free. It is also pH-balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. And unlike other deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance, Lumi is formulated with mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. It's more of a pre-odorant, if you will. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code TELL at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, dot com and use code TELL, T-E-L-L. Now, back to the show. Whether you are in a super busy season of life or don't want to make multiple weekly trips to the grocery store or just want to change up your meal routine, there is no better time to try Factor. I'm excited to partner with Factor this year because no one likes not having to cook dinner every night more than I do. Factor is a ready-to-eat meal delivery service that makes eating better every day easy. Each meal is cooked fresh and is never frozen, with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, and more. Each Factor meal is pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved There are 35 different options to choose from every week, plus an additional 60 add-ons to fill you up in between meals as well. All you have to do is heat your meal in the microwave for two minutes and then enjoy restaurant-quality food. Heat and eat, and that's it. These meals come right to your door, and you can also pause or reschedule your delivery anytime. There is no prep, no cooking, and no cleanup. What more can I ask for? Head to factormeals.com slash tell50 and use code tell50 to get 50% off. That's code tell50, T-E-L-L, then the numbers five zero at factor, F-A-C-T-O-R, meals, M-E-A-L-S, dot com slash tell50 to get 50% off. Okay, number four, I'm going to tell you about TV shows, which is weird for me because I'm not generally a TV person. I do really love well-done TV shows, but it's just not what I do in the evenings usually. So it's not something that I talk about or recommend a ton. I would say I end up watching maybe at most a half dozen shows a year, like a season of a show or something. Jeff and I will get into a show and binge it once or twice a year, but there are very few that we keep up with in real time, week to week. I love good TV. We're living in such a television renaissance, but... I just always tend to do other things in the evenings. But for the first time since Game of Thrones in the spring, Jeff and I got caught up in a show. It was a must-watch TV for us every week, and that is The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Now, to be fair, we first started watching the show because we knew people in it. I know that's a weird LA thing to say. I'm just being honest. Also, Jeff is a huge Danny McBride fan. He's the creator and star of the show. So Jeff probably would have watched it anyway. He does love Danny McBride. I also liked the premise because it's about a mega church family in the South with John Goodman as the patriarch and the preacher. I just thought this show was very funny. It's so well done. Now it is a satire. It is comedy. It is offensive. It is graphic and very, very R-rated. So if you are sensitive or easily offended, do not watch The Righteous Gemstones. 
and then actually most of HBO is probably off limits for you if you're super sensitive. But we really enjoyed it. We laughed so much. It's also shocking in a good way. Now, Jeff watches a lot more TV than I do, so there are two more shows that he binged over a period of weeks, and while he had it on, I was usually somewhere in the background, like puttering around, putting on my Luna night oil, reading a book or something. Anyway, he recommends them, and also so do I, who from my side view, I kind of got into them. They are worth mentioning here, even though I know they're both kind of popular already. Maybe this is for those of us who aren't that into TV, but... Still appreciate a recommendation or two. The first is QB1 on Netflix. It follows high school quarterbacks, some of the best in the country, in their senior years before they go play college ball. It is documentary-style TV. So, so interesting if you're into football, especially college football, to see what goes on behind the scenes with these kids before they're on the field. QB1 is directed by Peter Berg, who also directed Friday Night Lights, the movie, and he developed the TV show. So QB1 is not scripted. It is real. It's like a documentary for these high school quarterbacks, but I just thought it was a really fun watch. The other show that Jeff really got into was Rhythm and Flow, which debuted in October, also on Netflix. This is a rap competition show like American Idol, but for rappers, where it starts with a lot of contestants, and then they whittle it down. The judges are Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and T.I., and although I don't love competition shows very much, honestly, this was really good, and I loved, loved, loved the judges. You really got to see outside of their performance personas and see like what makes them the superstars that they are. I just especially loved that part. And number five is going to be a shock to any of you who have been listening for a long time to me because I have bemoaned audiobooks for years and years, even as they have grown in popularity with readers. I don't mean I bemoan them for others. I just don't like them for myself. Also, I'm obsessed with podcasts in general, and I really want the podcast medium to grow. So if I'm going to be listening to anything, it's probably going to be a podcast, but My number five in my favorite things list right now is audiobooks. I know, it's crazy. Here's the deal. First of all, I've been in the car a lot lately. More than usual, I've been on the road. And audiobooks are so great for long trips. And more importantly, my to-read stack has gotten so crazy. There are so many good things out this year that I really, really want to get to. Books are booming. But there are only so many hours in the day. And any audio medium is good for that because you can multitask. So I listen while I'm cleaning. I listen while I'm driving, while I'm getting ready in the mornings. Just kidding. I don't really get ready in the mornings. Hardly ever. But since I can only do nonfiction on audio, I absolutely cannot do fiction on audio. I've knocked out quite a few books this way in the last few months. The most important one has been She Said by Jody Cantor and Megan Tuohy the two New York Times reporters who broke the Harvey Weinstein scandal. And this really invigorated the Me Too movement. Their reporting won the Pulitzer in 2017. And although I followed that story really closely at the time, I bought this book on audio mainly to support this type of reporting. I still wasn't really sure if I would listen to it or not, just because I have so many things, good things to listen to. But I'm so glad I pressed play. This story is so important. And 
I really recommend it. It goes behind the scenes to show you what reporting a story like this, like the Weinstein scandal. And then, of course, it also shares the stories of his victims. Because I liked She Said so much, I also downloaded Ronan Farrow's new book, Catch and Kill, also about the Weinstein case. He was reporting at the same time as Jody Cantor and Megan Toohey. But I think it goes on other rabbit trails as well. I have just started that book, Catch and Kill. I have not finished it. I will report back. On a listener recommendation, I also bought the book Dope Sick, which is about the opioid crisis in America. Another very important topic. I have not gotten to that one yet. And speaking of things I haven't gotten to yet, about half of number six on my favorite things list right now are podcasts I haven't listened to. They are more like my potential favorite things. I feel comfortable recommending them because I have liked these shows in the past, but they're technically not my favorite things yet. I'm still putting them on this list because I want you to know about them and because it's my show and I do what I want to. First up is the 1619 Project put out by New York Times Magazine. I have been waiting to binge this one. I am a binge listener. That's my preferred way to listen. And now that it is completed, I am going to binge it this month. The 1619 Project is about the history of slavery in America, starting with the ship that arrived carrying more than 20 enslaved Africans into the English colony of Virginia before America was the United States, how the founding of this country would be shaped around this history of slavery. I've heard nothing but incredible things about this podcast, and it is tops in my to-listen list. Also, Slate has debuted a new season of the show, Slow Burn. If you haven't listened to the past seasons of Slow Burn, the first was about President Nixon's impeachment, the next was about President Clinton's impeachment. These are excellent listens. Really talks a lot about the cultures around uh, Watergate and Monica Lewinsky and, and the things that were sort of surrounding the scandals that were happening with this president. But now the show, Slurburn, is taking a pivot, and this third season is about Biggie and Tupac. Again, I'm a binger. I will most likely wait for this season to conclude before I listen, but I have really liked the first two seasons of Slow Burn. I will definitely be listening to this one. Now, one show that I will not wait to binge because it's one of my favorites of all time, I didn't even know it was back until this week, that is the show Heavyweight, produced by Gimlet Media, starring Jonathan Goldstein. He puts it together. He writes it. He narrates it. I love this show so much. Heavyweight is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. It's now in its fourth season. You do not have to listen to the episodes in order at all. You can just pick and choose. Basically, Heavyweight is a show that goes back to a moment in time when everything changed. So it's following one person's story who is maybe seeking forgiveness or is looking for closure or something like that. The show is a little bit hard to explain, but if you listen to one episode, you'll get it. It is just a really awesome podcast. Lastly, a podcast that I have been listening to in real time is Office Ladies from Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. 
It's a rewatch show for the TV series, The Office. I love it so much. Jenna and Angela are hilarious together. If you are a fan of The Office, you will really appreciate the nuggets they're sharing on the show about filming the first season of what became just an iconic television show. Of course, if you love Jenna and Angela and you want to hear them talk about the history of their own friendship from The Office and what's special about it all these years later, they were on this show, the 10 Things to Tell You podcast, just a few episodes back. They talked with me on episode 36, and it was one of the greatest conversations that I've ever had on this show. So I think you'll really like it, and I really think that you will like their new show, Office Ladies. So go subscribe to that one. Okay, number seven. Are we on number seven? Yes, we are. Number seven. I have new paper and pens, you guys. People always want to talk about their favorite pens, or people are often looking for favorite pens or paper. And so I'm just going to share something with you. A few years ago, I ordered a set of sampler pens from Jet Pens. Do you know about this? For about 30 bucks, you can order from this website called Jet Pens a sampler pack of pens so that you can find your favorite pen and stop looking for new ones, stop trying out ones that you don't like, wasting money in that way. You put in what color that you like for your sampler pack, black, blue, red, purple, green, whatever. They will send you, I think it's a set of 10 pens. It sort of depends on the different samplers, but I I think I got 10. They are normal brands. They are not hard to find brands. Just like 10 nice pens for you to try out, find your perfect match. This actually makes for a really fun stocking stuffer, by the way, for a friend or a loved one who's also obsessed with paper and pens. Anyway, a few years ago, that process saved me so much time and money, and I did find my perfect match pen, which is the Micron 02. I still love that pen. I love that pen, but I have to tell you, it's not easy to find. I mean, I have to go to the craft store to find it. It's expensive and it doesn't last that long. It does dry up kind of quickly, unfortunately. But by fluke, I found a new pen that I can get at Target. It's not as perfect, but it's accessible, it's cheap, and it lasts a long time. That is the Pilot G205. I cannot use the thicker Pilot G2s. It has to be the 05. In other news, people are still asking me online about my plum paper planner. This is not sponsored. They have no idea who I am. I just really like my planner. I've mentioned it before, but it is almost time to order a new planner if you're going to get one for the start of the new year. So here I am saying it again. I will be ordering mine again from there. I've been so happy with mine. I just want everyone to know, I will put a picture of this on social media, but I have the seven by nine size, weekly spread, vertical priorities layout with the neutral colors. I don't get the colorful one. There are so many good planners on the market. So you are welcome to click around and find something amazing. But I just want to tell you that I really love the quality, the customizations, everything about my plum paper planner. It's the right size for me. It's the right weight. It felt like this paired well with me also telling you about the Jet Pen sampler pack, which is 
genius idea. And then also my new favorite pens, the Pilot G205. All right, number eight. I had no idea how many words I was going to have about favorite things, but this is where we are. Number eight. You may not know this about me, but chicken wings are my favorite thing to eat in the whole world. I love hot wings. (laughs) I love them. I am unafraid to shout this thing about me from the rooftops. And buffalo chicken flavor is about my favorite flavor of anything, but I do not want to fry chicken in my own kitchen, and I do not want to eat fried chicken every single day for lots of reasons. So what I have been doing is making buffalo chicken in the crock pot, shredded chicken that then I toss in a buffalo sauce. So I put it in the crock pot, big, you know, chicken breasts in the crock pot, you know, boneless, skinless. And I put it in with just, I've been using Frank's buffalo hot sauce, maybe a few more spices. I let it cook all day. I shred it. You can probably do this in the Instant Pot, but I have not experimented with the Instant Pot yet. Although Brie McCoy, back in the summer episode with her, tells me that I'm supposed to. Anyway, I shred the chicken and then I have buffalo flavor shredded chicken for all things throughout the week that I use in several different ways. Now, I can just eat that plain in a bowl for my lunch, and that's very satisfying for me. But you can also make buffalo chicken dip. I've put it on pizza, on pizza night. Very yum. I've put it in taquitos or like tacos, and it makes for like a spicy version. I love having all this option, and I do this like on Sunday or something, and then have chicken for the week. If you don't like buffalo flavor, you could do barbecue, you could do whatever flavor that you do like, even if you just like sort of a plainer chicken, doing it in the crock pot in this way, having shredded chicken for the whole week has made my lunches easier for me because I eat lunch at home most days, at least four days a week. But I can also use it in family dinners for like a last minute, you know, tacos, like I said, throw it on salad, like any kind of thing that you might, my, my kids will eat it plain also. So it's just a time saver. I don't talk much about food on this show or anywhere because I have just gotten lazy in kind of my food habits. One of my goals for the new year is to sort of change my habits around how I'm feeding myself and my family. But right now in this incredibly busy time, Having chicken all week that I can rearrange in whatever way has just taken that out of my brain space and it is just a quick life hack that I've been taking advantage of most weeks. I really do this a lot of different weeks. And so I wanted to share it with you. Number nine, favorite things, framing all the things. Now, I feel like I could probably do a whole episode about framing things for your house, but then maybe not. So I'm just going to tell you now. I posted on my personal Instagram that I had gone to the framer and that I was getting some new photographs that I'd purchased from my friend and wonderful photographer, Greer Inez. I bought some beautiful prints from her and then I took them to get them framed. And then that sparked some conversation in the comments about you know, framing things and where you find art that doesn't look like everyone else's art in their house. And as I'm saying this, this really is worthy maybe of a whole episode unto itself. But, you know, as the end of the year is approaching, people are thinking about holiday decor. People are thinking about 
you know, home stuff. Maybe that's just me. I always sort of think about what I want to refresh in my home around the holidays and at the beginning of the new year. So I frame everything. I'm sitting in my home office right now and I have wallpaper framed. (laughs) I just really liked the design of the wallpaper. So I bought like a shiny lacquered black frame and framed that up. I have a t-shirt framed. It's not framed as the t-shirt. I really liked the design, but it was not the right size for me. And so I just cut out the part that I liked and I made it into something to frame and hang on my wall. There's so much that you can frame and make as decor in your life. And I think if you're maybe a little gun shy about hanging things on the wall, like committing to putting something on the wall, committing to um, a custom frame that's pricier than getting something framed just like from a a stock frame that you buy at Target or whatever. People sometimes get a little bit nervous about this. And I just think frame everything. To me, you can take those things down off the wall. It's, It's not a lifetime commitment. It's not like carpet or, you know, your hardwood floors or whatever that you where you really have to live with this decision forever, changing what's on your walls, even if it means you have to fill in holes or or that kind of thing, maybe repaint, although I don't really do that. I usually just hang it over wherever the hole was, but it can completely change a room. It can change the vibe of the room and you can take things that otherwise would get lost, you know, mementos or just stylish things that you like. Another thing I have framed in my, in my office is like a pullout from a, from a program, from a conference I went to. It was just a really good quote. I pulled it out. I framed it. So that thing doesn't get like lost in, you know, I'm very pro scrapbook, but like, this is something I can look at every single day because I have it on my wall. And I don't think it's a lifetime commitment. I really don't. You can frame all the things. It is such a good way to change up your vibe. Like what you have on the wall can really, and what you see every day, sometimes we sort of get immune to it and then we don't see anything, but often it can really like sort of affect how you feel. You know, like I like having inspirational things on the wall. I like having things that reflect back whatever my design style choice is at the time, anything like that. It is my favorite thing right now to be sort of changing up a look, changing up a room. We're doing it in our master bedroom. Um, I'm doing it in a bathroom right now is is to change what's on the wall. It's just a lot less permanent than new paint or tile or anything like DIY. It can reflect the seasons if you want it to. It can just reflect, you know, where your where your kids are right now, where you are right now, like what you might need to see. Anyway, for me, number nine, framing all the things is one of my favorite things. Number 10, this is the one I have been waiting to tell you because you, 10 things to tell you, listener, are a huge, huge part of what I'm about to say. But last week, with much personal fanfare and a little bit of champagne, I signed a book deal to write a book. I am very excited. It is tentatively called 10 Things to Tell You because yes, it is based off of this show. Now, I have wanted to write a book my whole entire life and 
When I started a blog in 2010, I had a new baby and I had writing a book as a long-term goal for myself and I loved blogging and it did actually open some of those doors along the way, but nothing ever felt the right fit. And after I'd been blogging for a while, then I thought that the next step must be to write a book. And so then when I actively tried, it didn't work out for me actually. And that's when I decided to close my blog, move more towards podcasting and just sort of following my passion, following my heart, even though I didn't have any idea where I was going. And then lo and behold, on this long and windy road where doors have been opened and closed and I've been confused and not sure where we were all headed, after I started this show, 10 Things to Tell You, which is really a culmination of A lot of my favorite things on this episode, a lot of my favorite things that I've been doing over the years in my blog, on social media, and with previous podcasts that I've created, all of those things sort of came together with this show, 10 Things to Tell You, and it worked so well that when I decided that now was the time to write that book that I have always wanted to write because I finally managed to bring all of my favorite things together. And I guess someone agreed. (laughs) So I am very happy to tell you that I am writing a book. It is based on this show. Each chapter will ask a question and then I will answer an essay form. It will also really be hopefully inspiring you and showing you how to interact with the questions with the people in your life that you want to build a deeper connection with. I'm very, very passionate about that. I will continue doing that on this show every single week while also writing. The book is due in February, and I would love to tell you a little bit more about the process as I get further along in the process. I will let you in on that because I am always curious about what it's like for writers as they're writing books and And so that is something that I just really look forward to sharing with you because it's a lifelong dream of my own, but it's also, it comes from you, from people listening to the show, from resonating with it, from taking the prompts every week to their friend group, to their partner, to, you know, people that they want to have a better conversation with. And I think that This will happen in the book form as well. I'm very, very excited about it. So thank you for letting me share that with you. Number 10 of my favorite things right now is my book deal. We are much celebrating over here for that. So big, big appreciation for you, the listener. And speaking of listeners, I asked on Instagram for people to send me some voice memos of some of the favorite things that they have right now going on that they like, that they're loving, recommending, so that we can all take some inspiration, we can take some tips. And so I cannot wait to share with you what some of your fellow listeners sent in about their favorite things right now. And I hope that you know that this prompt is meant for you to take to your friends or your family or whoever you feel like would appreciate having a conversation like this, a favorite things conversation. This is what I'm loving right now. Tell me what you're loving right now. This is a great conversation starter for any level of relationship. As always, if you do share one of your favorite things, which I would love for you to online, make sure that you tag the show at 10 things to tell you and use the hashtag 10 things to tell you. 
Hi, my name is Leah Norang, and I'm from Tucson, Arizona. My favorite thing right now is the show Modern Love on Amazon Prime. My husband and I have very different taste in TV shows, and we're both loving it. So many wonderful stories, so many great actors, and the show is so well done. Hi, I'm Amber Solis from Oregon, and one of my favorite things right now is the simple act of writing in a journal. Every day, I try to write a couple of sentences at least, a memory, a question I'm holding, something funny that happened that day, and I feel like a 12-year-old girl again writing in her diary. I can't help myself. I love it. Hi, my name is Ranvai, and I'm from Norway. My favorite thing right now is discovering to sew. I used to sew a lot when I was a teenager with my mom and sisters, and I recently bought a sewing machine in September, and since then I've been enjoying to figure it out and try out different kinds of things to sew. Hi, I'm Jeannie from Minnesota, and one of my favorite things right now is the book Miracles and Other Reasonable Things by Sarah Bessie, a beautiful spiritual memoir where she just lets you into her life, and uh, it's just a book I cannot put down. Hello, I'm Stephanie from Raleigh, North Carolina, and my favorite items right now are floral sprays from the brand SW Basics. So I use the rose water spray for my face as a toner or to kind of freshen up throughout the day. And I use the lavender water at night to spray on my face and on my bedding to help relax. Thanks. Hello, I'm Emily from St. Charles, Missouri. I have loved asking my coworkers and friends what holiday food traditions they have and why they are special to their family. I'm a new mom and I want to add a few new traditions this holiday season, but I also find that this question brings up great stories and gives me a chance to learn new pieces of my friends' hearts and histories. Hi, my name is Amy and I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. What I really love right now is Spot Hero. I live in downtown Boston and I very rarely drive my car, but when I do, I need to have somewhere to park it. Spot Hero is a fantastic app that helps you locate the cheapest parking. I went this weekend to take my away suitcase to be repaired. I could do a whole nother one of these on how much I love my away suitcase. But I put in, I, I couldn't take the tea or walk because I had my suitcase. So I put in the location of the luggage store and I found a place next door to them that was $32 to park and a place across the street that was $9 to park. I never would have gotten that rate if I had just driven over there. So Spot Hero is my hero. Hi, I'm Susan from Vestal, New York. And one of my favorite things is a power nap. It helps me reset and regroup and be a happier mama when my two boys return back from school and gets me through the day. Hi, I'm Jackie from Long Island, New York. And one of my favorite things is being creative. It just lets out so much emotion, whether it be positive, negative. It just, it's a great way to let out energy and it doesn't have to be for anybody but yourself, which is amazing. 
Hi, my name is Sam, and I am from Oswego, New York. And one of my favorite things right now is、uh, my turtleneck sweater. It is my favorite item of clothing, and I am so happy it's cool enough to wear it now. I just love wearing it out and about. It's really versatile, and it's just my favorite. Hi, I'm Jackie from Michigan, and one of my favorite things right now is puzzles. It's super satisfying to see the pieces come together. And I just love that、uh, you can walk away from it and come back and see something in a totally different way. It feels like a metaphor for life. I'm Bethany from Bend, Oregon, and my favorite thing right now, or one of them, is my countertop milk frother, in which I froth nut pods vanilla creamer. Also, another favorite thing. There is nothing more satisfying for me than pouring perfect. Frothed milk on top of my coffee in the morning. Hi, my name is Heidi from Northern California, and my favorite thing right now is Olaplex, O L A P L E X number six Bond Smoother Hair Styling Cream. It has changed my life. Hey, Laura. My name is Rachel, and I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. One of my favorite things right now is the Forest app. It's a productivity app that you build forest in by not using your phone. I know it sounds silly, but if you have a problem of picking up your phone mindlessly and scrolling and scrolling, this app is a really great way to help you beat that habit. Hi, my name is Heidi from Colorado, and one of my favorite things is the power sheets from Cultivate What Matters. It's this gorgeous journal that's so much more than a journal. It lets you set goals and track goals, and really define down exactly、uh, where you want to spend your time and how you want to get things done. But there's a lot of grace involved. You don't have to like finish and feel like you're really accomplished. It just really helps you to learn who you are and how you want to expand on、um, things that really matter to you, whether it's your family,、uh, health goals, career goals,、um, spiritual goals, just all different kinds of things that really help you to understand. Uh, what your next steps are? Hi, my name is Cecilia from Orange County, California. Currently, my favorite thing is my home chef membership. I've always struggled with making dinner and thought it was easier just to pick up fast food. Now, every Monday, I get my home chef delivery. I get our meals for the week. The food is good, delicious, easy to make. My family loves it, which is a plus. And the extra time that I have, I now can spend with my family. And one of our favorite things to do is watch Jeopardy every night. This is Joy from Pottstown, Pennsylvania, and my new favorite things are cleaning vlogs on YouTube. It sounds strange, but you watch someone clean and organize their house, and it in turn motivates you to clean and organize your house. It's actually fun and strangely addictive. My favorite one is called This Crazy Life. And a shout out to my friend Bree, another Ten Things to Tell You listener, who introduced me to these vlogs. I'm Laura Tremaine, and you've just listened to the Ten Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at tenthingstotellyou.com/podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ten Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have ten things to tell you, and you have ten things to tell. 
So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.